What can I get you? Oh, the last person? Well, they had an incident with the, uh, the huts, and let's just say things didn't go swimmingly. You know, if you get Java's order wrong, he is gonna have you thrown into a starlight pit. It's just unfortunate, but it's the way business goes. Well, what can they do for you? Oh, the Sith talkers, of course. Back room, I'm sure they're waiting for you. If you could take this caramel macchiato back for uh, Sammy Mino, I think Ladies and gentlemen, Sith and Jedi, Rebel Scum, and Loyal to the Empire, this is Sith Talk, the show where we talk about all things Star Wars from all parts of the galaxy. I am your pilot, Sammy B, and joining me across from this uh, breakfast table, sort of, is my co-host, Zach Chrisman, the Lord of Lore. Zach, well, we usually record this in the evenings, but this is the morning, so good morning. Good morning, man. Um, yeah, got up at six in the morning, started... Uh... For those who follow me on uh, social media, I have recently bought a smoker and I started smoking meat. And so I got up at six in the morning um, to prep and have a pork butt ready to go um, so that I could be ready by like five o'clock today. So it's literally like an all day ordeal, but it's a lot of fun and I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't eat breakfast yet, so that's making me mighty hungry talking about that. Uh, I've made some pretty good vegetarian dishes this week, but that's really all the um, crazy cooking I've done. But uh, I know, well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like really big I want to hit on. I mean, uh, no, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. I know we've got some fun stuff to talk about, so I'm going to take a nice little drag from my cup of coffee here, and we can get this show on the road. So, we kind of got a lot going on, um, in the Star Wars. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit. We got, uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking, like, The Old Republic, Claudia Gray into the dark, maybe a couple drama drama. So let's just get the drama out of the way. So to some of you, this might come as a surprise to others. This might not come as a surprise at all, but Gina Carano, AKA Cara Dune herself has been fired from the Mandalorian. And it, it should also be noted that immediately after her being fired for some tweets that she made um that she is now apparently doing after being fired she is now working with the daily wire to produce a film now a lot of you don't know 
but the Daily Wire, I believe owned by Ben Shapiro, is now trying to not be a just a news outlet, but also a movie studio. Um, I forget what movies they're currently working on. There's one about like a school lockdown and stuff like that. Anyway, Gina Carano is now fired from The Mandalorian. And I will say this, okay? This is all I'm going to say about it. It's unfortunate that us as Star Wars fans got to miss out on Cara Dune. I hope she gets recast because that character is an important integral part to the Mandalorian in my opinion. Nothing is better than seeing a badass Mandalor or Mandalorian, a badass trooper come in and start mowing down people with her Gatling gun. And to me the the best part of the Mandalorian is the fact that it 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 has all these powerful women uh, in Star Wars and to me that aren't sexualized they are literally their own characters and that's my favorite part about Star Wars is is these women characters that aren't um, based on Hollywood tropes um, over sexualized and stuff and I personally love this character there were rumors that they were going to announce that Cara Dune would be the main character of Rangers of the Republic and this would be her show um and as far as the controversy goes, whatever side you fall on, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, there's no point in me addressing my personal opinions about any of this. We're here to talk Star Wars. It's unfortunate to the character and to the cast um, of the Mandalorian and to the people that really wanted to see this character grow and were writing things for this character. I hope they recast Sam. Do you want to get your head into the drama? Ugh, well... Hmm. <sighs> hmm. I'm not... Um, I will say I'm not surprised. I, I will say I believe this was a long time coming. I think as far as, you know... Huh. How do I say this? Um... The bottom line is from what I'm going to say is speaking outside of Star Wars, which I will not do for long, folks, so don't worry. Um, there is a difference between opinions and facts, of which she did not seem clear of. So it's unfortunate for her. I where Wherever she goes, I mean, good luck. I, I can't say I love the idea. You know, I, I don't know. Lots of, uh, lots of news outlets also have entertainment outlets, so that's not a new thing. I mean, we have... There's Fox News, and then there's Fox Sports and Fox This. So it's it's, it's nothing crazy. You know, uh, you know, that is the modern way that uh, television and entertainment works. Is you know, if you, you in a, in a sense, news is a form of entertainment for better or for worse. Uh, I think for worse, but that's that's me. So uh, I'm I'm sure the creative heads have been putting their heads together at Lucasfilm to figure out what they're going to do, and I hope they make the most logical choice. But um, I think that's that's all I really need to give this for today. But I, it at the end of the day, it is unfortunate. And I don't want to. I'm I, again. I'm not. I, okay. I'm just gonna give you the facts. And just so you guys know, depending on whatever side you fall on, you know, should she have been fired? Should she have not been fired? 
you know, what what is this social media world we live in where, you know, can an actor post their opinions, whether or not it's factual or whether that's just their opinions based on the people they're surrounded by or the lifestyle they want to live? Can they do that on social media? Should they be silenced? That's that's a question for another show. But I do want to say a couple years back, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, got under fire for some questionable tweets that he had made. 10 years ago and apologized seven years uh, before this was found out. He used to make a lot of times, like early on, a lot of comedians would use Twitter to like kind of test their jokes. So there would be some raunchy, crazy shit just tweeted out. And so he did make some very questionable jokes, but then apologized on Twitter seven years later saying like, hey, you know, I'm trying to make this, you know, I'm trying to be better about this. I understand that this is not the right thing to do. I'm trying to change the way that I'm doing things. So I don't want to come across as this. Well, somebody found these tweets, um, you know, must have just been looking and it created a storm and Disney fired him the same day they found out about it, fired a billion dollar director with no warning, no nothing, just fired her. And I want it to be noted, again, no matter what side you fall on, because there's a lot of there's a lot of social issues we have to get to when it comes to stuff like this, and that's not our show. But I will say, in November, Disney notified her management team asking her to dial it back on the um let's say questionable tweets, Instagram posts. They asked her to kind of reel it back. Can you just reel it back? Please just reel it back. They asked her again in December or no in November again to do it. Then in December, Disney had a meeting with her personally asking her to please stop doing this in which she said, I will stop doing that. And that's when she posted that public statement about how Pedro Pascal had explained to her because uh, there was the tweets about the d- giving your pronoun he, her, him, stuff like that and she had made uh, clearly a joke about that whole ordeal and so she released a press statement saying that she changed her ways. Well clearly that didn't work and that's why she's fired now. So if you fall on the lines about wherever you fall in Disney didn't just fire her based on this tweet whether or not she should have been fired on this tweet alone is up for you guys to debate i'm not getting into that but she had three warnings and then got fired so just let that be there anyway sam do you have any final thoughts are you good it's i'm good man it's such a shame though because i think we've done a good job of saying what needs to be said yeah i know and it's such a shame because she's such i love her character and honestly take out all of the political um posts she made all the the instagram stuff it was nice seeing an actress who didn't really have a a really good uh acting background excel in star wars and that was nice to see her finally grow into her position yeah so all right so guys i've been yeah no it's yeah all right guys so i've been waiting two weeks to do this let's talk about it and i'm gonna pull up the article right here star wars rumors has it that they are making a old republic 
game again. Remake seemingly confirmed by insiders. A remake of the legendary Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is rumored to be in the works by Aspire Media. While rumors of a Knights of the Old Republic remake are nothing new, credible leaker uh, Jason Schrader has teased some information which could point to this long-held speculation becoming a reality. Um, Aspire, who has previously handled Star Wars ports, including mobile port of KOTOR 1 and 2, and is also working on a rumored and unannounced AAA million-dollar title, which some believe that it would be Star Wars. However, this has been not confirmed yet. Um, a bunch of a bunch of Bioware employees who were rumored to have worked on the original KOTOR are rumored to be set to return. Sam, do you have any thoughts on this? How you feeling? Because I know I'm losing my damn mind. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think that, you know, it, it's it's amazing how the the power of nostalgia can both like heighten an experience because uh, heighten and and change. I I I know that the times I have tried to start playing the original Knights of the Old Republic, I've struggled because. I didn't understand the interface or perhaps the graphics weren't whatever like I'm not saying I'm not saying that good graphics correlate to good game that's not the statement here but I know that because I didn't grow up with it it wasn't my game every time I've tried to start it it's been a struggle so the fact that they're considering doing like a, a full-on remake super awesome and I would be intrigued because then it feels like it's like a fresh chance for me to get back into it um, and be like, okay, this isn't me trying to like figure out the how this game was working with a different, um, you know, you know, oh, this Knights of the Old Republic was designed for this console, yet you're playing it on this console, so the controls don't work as well. So it would feel really great to kind of have a fresh chance, and I'd be super intrigued to see how, you know, with how story elements are in the um, the High Republic are lining up, how they would treat and make uh, the the Old Republic either fit into it, or if this would be completely hey. A, a, a separate thing of hey guess what guys this is strictly a remake this is not canon this is just for your your enjoyment and indulgement um i mean personally i feel like if they're going to go to this effort i would love to see what they could do to make this make sense canonically because it's all there why not uh i wouldn't want them to change major things because i mean the story is so loved and revered and um i feel like if there was a way to sort of add like a, a converter to it to like okay well this we have to adjust this thing or this thing stylistically to make it make sense because they've kind of established some precedents that even like i think the high republic's like 500 ish years before you know the the, the stories of the, the galactic empire and stuff like that so what would that be what would that look like how would they adjust that would the, the old republic become something that's 1500 years a thousand years and how would the technology be different because from what i understand the Old Republic games were pretty much, at least stylistically, looked a lot like how stuff looked exactly in the um, in in the movies, like in, in one, two, three. So I'd be curious what your your input is in on that. Like, do you think that they would have to? What do you think would be better? Are, are you hoping that we're going to get a an improvement of the old game? or a tie-in to fit within a new canon. 
because I, I would be super intrigued to see how they could pull that off because I feel like you would either, you'd be alienating someone either way and I don't know what the right call is on that. So I'm super intrigued what your thoughts are concerning how closely this this franchise is to your heart. I mean, personally, I don't, I don't really, ha- I do have an opinion. Um, and my opinion would be, Split. If it's a remake, then I get the same game that I've always loved with updated graphics and new mission, or you know, like I get to I get to do all this all over again, just with way better graphics. I mean, look at what they're doing with Mass Effect. And I, I, you know, I would like to think at the very least they add a couple missions for the hardcore fans who have already played this game millions of times. Another part of me says. You make you make it a little bit your own. You, you don't don't just do this. I mean, yes, is Revan an integral part of the story? Is the Starforge an integral part of the story? Is Malak an integral part of the story? And is Bastila and the characters, the main characters? Yes, but if you need to rework a couple things, like we already know the Mandalorians and Jedi fought. We already know the Sith and the Jedi fought. If you want to change the timeline, so instead of 3,000 years, it's 1,500 years, or whatever works for your Star Wars narrative, all it is is literally just changing a timeline. And when you want to make movies, I think Star Wars is so afraid to go to this old republic because they're like, once we do this, now we have set a timeline, which is why they went with High Republic. They did not want to commit fully to a timeline, and it's perfect. The High Republic is a perfect place to do your test out, but there's no Sith. It's clearly different than um, the old Republic because you're not, it's not the same. And that's fine. I love the High Republic, but, you know, Star Wars needs to commit to this because they could make a lot of money off this game. Fans are basically begging them to do it and they're not doing it. And it's like, okay, um, we're going to finally give this to you. So I, I think just. I don't think Star Wars realistically is going to ever do this is a Legends game. I don't think they're going to do that. I think what they're going to do is they're going to give us a story that's a little bit different than the story we got, which I'm okay with because I've played this game so many times. I know every side mission in that game. I know every single side mission. I know where to find things. I know where to find random things, hidden things, rare things. I know everything about this game. And so it would be nice to get this same story kind of with a completely new spin, with a completely new mission. So I'm excited. And, you know, I'm I'm going to be honest, Sam. If you don't play this damn game, if you don't play this damn game, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, man. I, I think what I would have to do is literally lock you in my basement until you play it. <laughs> you may have to. Oh, man. I, I'm struggling to get through the games i'm trying to play which i don't get to do that often so Dude, who knows so bad. but but i i'm i would be very excited to see them do this so i i asked the question in the beginning what do you think they should do i'll tell you what i hope they do too i i do hope that i don't think you're ever gonna no matter how true you keep it to the original you'll never make everyone happy in that aspect so my opinion it is yeah see how you can make this fit let's take their core elements kind of like I don't know, and this might be a bad example, how 
you know, you had the original source material for a lot of what they turned the MCU into. And they pulled those critical aspects and they kind of put them together. So take take the big, big things, like you said, the Star Forge, the Sith, um, the certain characters, bring them in, make it work with a structure, but make sure it fits with the flow of it. So, yeah, I mean, bring it on. I, I would, all I need is time. But that's <laughs> Which, that's you kind know. of the funny thing about it is everybody's like, oh, make it work into canon make it work into canon it's like dude there's nothing in canon there's literally nothing in the old republic like we get a couple mentions in the high republic and like maybe one mention in another book there's literally nothing in canon about the old republic aside from dave filoni uh and the malachor situation which they took from the old republic games like malachor in kotor 2 was called malachor 5 and instead of stone jedi versus you know, hundreds of Jedi versus Sith, which is even cooler. It was like a radioactive planet that had radiation because there was so much war on it that the planet just, its core completely corrupted, which Dave Filoni did a really good job. So it's like they've already taken these things and done, you know, they've done such small things that it doesn't matter. And I'm just excited. I, I cannot stop thinking about this game and again for those who love the old republic or you know are wanting to give it a chance the rumors are saying that the people who designed it it's not bioware bioware is not making this game aspar is rumored to be making this game but the rumors suggest that bioware employees that help make this game are are being signed on to make the remake and i also want to know because i didn't know this drew carpetian actually wrote the script for the old republic knights of the old republic and that is the same guy who wrote the bane books really i I did not know that that makes perfect sense when you really think about it like the again i've not played it but tonality the story of the bane trilogy in the old republic that that that's when you say that, I'm like, duh, how did I not think of that? So that's that's fascinating. All right, so I think I think I need to get us out of the old Republic because, honestly, guys, I could talk about this all day, every day, freaky, freaky, fresh. Uh, I'm seeing that Sam's wearing a Sailor Moon shirt. Sick. Okay. All right. You didn't know I'd know that, but I do. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it at Target the other day. It was on sale. I'm like, Fuck yeah, buy a Sailor Moon shirt. Are you kidding me? So, Kaylin and I have been binging it recently. It's been enjoying. I've been enjoying see, it. See, and here, here's the thing. I'm excited. You know, we see those videos of Star Wars anime, and I'm excited to see what Visions does. Um, simply because I can't. I mean, I try to get into anime. I watched it with uh, my friend Colin back in the day. We'd do, like, Attack on Titan. To me, anime's not, like, fun unless you're watching it with someone else. That's just me. It's a weird, like, let's have a couple beers and watch some anime. I like My Hero Academia a lot, but I usually wait for it to, like, really stack up before I watch it. Um, But that's about it when it comes to my anime. anime. So kudos to you, man. Amelie. So, guys, we are going to get uh, into... The High Republic novel. Is this Don't Burn the Sacred Text? No, this this is not. This is Sith Talk, but guess what? Me and Sam want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about the new Claudia Gray 
novel, the, the third novel into Star Wars The High Republic, and the novel is called Into the Dark. Sam, what did you think about Into the Dark? All right, first things first, everyone, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, if you've not listened slash read to this book, I'll lead in with this. You should. You should, because Claudia Gray is, in my opinion, the best Star Wars author just out there. That's that's just that's really what I believe. So I'm gonna lead in with that. If you if you've not listened or read to this book and you're wanting to go into the High Republic, this is the time. Turn off this episode. Go to Audible. Download this book. Begin. Okay. For the rest of you, um, Into the Dark. I. What was the other one called? Uh, light, light of the light of the. Oh my light god, I can't Jedi. remember. Light of the, light of the Jedi. When I listened to Light of the Jedi, I enjoyed it, but I got lost quickly. And I think Claudia Gray did a great job of help build and introduce this universe because frankly high republic is new that's what was scary about this project and what's so kind of convenient and easy about star wars books is that you have this established lexicon to fall back on you have worlds you have characters you need something easy to understand boom we're gonna throw in alderaan or naboo or or this character you can ground yourself really quickly in a story and you don't need a lot of structure or or not i want to say world building but it's established and with High Republic, it's also fresh that there's a lot of building we have to do. And with with um, Light of the Jedi, I got lost quick. I just felt like there was a lot of characters are bringing in, a lot of concepts, and I just kind of like, okay, who who's 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 this, who's that? Even with a narrator who was kind of like, you know, because like, Zach and I are audible guys, you know, giving characters voices, I would forget who was who sometimes with Into the Dark I felt much more grounded and connected to these characters. I felt like I got them quicker because we weren't jumping around all this place. I, I, I love when you know, because Star Wars is big and it's grand, but most of the story takes place in a space station, which, okay mad shout out to Claudia Gray for bringing in the Max scenes because that was something she had brought up in uh, the Leia book and bloodline. was a super bloodline thank you i knew it was a book with leia in it yes in bloodline and when when they said oh this is the max scenes it's like i know that word where do i know that word from <gasps> it's from this and it was again tying it together using stuff that's there that helps you uh, like understand something really quick so that's a good way to do it because i mean the max scenes are this these ancient people um Overall, though, I really enjoyed so many of the concepts they established with this. I think one of my favorite ideas I, that they brought into this book, which is a total kind of a side thing, it's not even critical to the story, is the the idea of a way seeker. Because the, and I don't know if this is maybe like a, a thing that fell out of practice within the Jedi, but in the story, for everyone who's listening, um, they have this idea that if you're a Jedi who's kind of confused on your path and you need to kind of realign, you can kind of like step away from the order and like meditate and and go research something or go do, you know dive more into something. It's 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 interesting because the council feels less like a a a wing of government and more of a 
like like a union? I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, help me out Texas here, Zach, because I feel like I'm close. That's, that, I mean, that's that's what they that's what they call. Yeah, uh, that's what the authors say. They're more like a, um, more like a unit, uh, military operation, but not really military. Like they they have like leave. Like if you if you need a leave, a psych evaluation. Like they seem more. I guess more less government and more like free range, kind of like the old Republic Jedi. It's more about the teachings and what they are embodying and their message and taking care of their each and individual Jedi rather than give them this long laundry list of things they need to do versus if they don't do them, they're out. Because it seems like Anakin is just out, you know? If he reveals Padme, he's just out. If he would have had a way seeker to find his way maybe this would have calmed everything yeah so it's it's and it's also fascinating how they discuss some of the concepts like again we we've always been whenever in previous star wars stories even you know right away in episode one you know they're always in a time of war and so it's interesting to like discover the jedi in a quote-unquote time of peace because um you know they talk about how um with with the the main character who's Rylus? No. Yes. Wreath. Wreath Silas. Wreath. Wreath Silas. No wonder I said Rylus because I was combining Wreath Silas. Um, he, you know, he's he's a scowler, really. He just wants to learn. And so, like, he's like, well, yeah, I do lightsaber combat, but when have I ever needed to fight anyone with it? And then it becomes so important later on when um, he has to be you know, defending himself. It's fascinating that like really for a long time, probably lightsaber combat against other lightsabers was more of a formality than a necessity. And we wouldn't think of that because if every great star Wars moment is a lightsaber battle, um, it's, I'm, I'm kind of taking broad strokes here as far as just like concepts, but the actual story I thought was a good story. I enjoyed the, you know, the, the introduction of more types of bad guys that exist out there in the darkness that are strongly connected to the dark side. Um, and it, again, like more than just Sith. And I'm sure that we will get a Sith aspect in here. I really think they're, I'm not saying that the Sith are always involved with everything, but I do feel like there's, they're there. The Sith are there. There's, there is a Sith out there that I, I believe is kind of helping doing evil machinations somehow but i i enjoyed this book and in my opinion i think this was a more successful story than into the light because or light of the jedi because i could there was less going on where with light of the jedi it was all over the place you had to really you know you're following two three storylines again that felt cinematic but you could get lost really quick where this felt like this is the story this is what we're telling Zach, please. Yeah, me I mean, I like, to, to be clear, I don't know where this falls on the High Republic scale. Do I like it more than Light of the Jedi? Do I like it less? I think if I'm being honest, like, we live in a world where everything's got to be a 0 or a 10. Otherwise, like, you don't hate it, you don't love it. And right now, like, I I would say that they're both equal, in my opinion, for multiple different reason, reasons. The Light of the Jedi sets the world, sets the tone sets a lot of good characters once you learn these characters you really love them like i'm really excited to see 
Charles Soule's continuation of the story. It was much more epic than this. It's way more epic, way more world building. Uh, a lot of characters that I really, really love and I'm I'm very intrigued about. Um, and I would say that I really, I like a lot. Um, but what Claudia Gray does best is she takes characters she makes a story that is very compelling in the story itself but it feels like you get to know with these characters and actually get to sit with them and what i love the most about uh the whole situation is these characters are jedi and a lot of people like the way alfie looks at the jedi like oh they're space wizards like very sarcastic everybody knows about the jedi but she's just very sarcastic but when you look at the these Jedi, there's such originality to these characters instead of tropes. So, like, Wreath Silas could very well easily be the brash Jedi that runs into fire and doesn't care about taking damage, and the Master's like, you need to reserve yourself, young Padawan. Be calm. I mean, how many times have we seen that? We saw it first with Anakin and Obi-Wan, but we've seen it a million times. And what I like about Wreath is he... You know, you learn very quickly that he's very smart. He knows a lot of things about a lot of things but he's kind of bullheaded but not in the way that Anakin is bullheaded jumping into fire he just is like I don't want anything to do with adventure I just want to keep learning 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 that's all I want to do is I just want to keep learning and he doesn't even believe that he's going to be good at adventuring so there's like a confidence level he talks like he's not a good fighter but he's like top of the class, but he acts like he's not. And there's such layers to his character that I just find really compelling. Um, I, I find him very original. I, I find all of these characters original, which is what Claudia Gray does best because I, I swear sometimes, dude, I'll even think about Ransom Casterfo and from Bloodline. And I want to know how that ended up. You know, obviously we know how it ends up, but I don't know. I her characters just make you think about a lot more than just the surface level of the book. Like there's a character called Master Comac Vitus and he is like has layers of torment and he's so hard on himself, but he's so strong and confident and but he's got these torment tormented issues and I think the best thing about Into the Dark is its characters uh and there's so many awesome characters that you like even leon gacy or nasi is it gassy ganassi leon leox ganassi leox leox i mean claudia gray said he's like a 1990 matthew mcconaughey and he is and you can hear it like the <laughs> entire time and it's so amazing it's so much fun to listen to i will say that this book took me a little bit longer than Claudia Gray normally does to, to suck me in. Like, the first opening chapter with Wreath really had me going, and then when it got to Alfie and Leox, even though I like them, it took me a minute to figure out when these characters are going to align. And then when they, when they go back to the temple, I was like, oh, where is this going? There's a little bit of, like, you don't know where it's going at all but you love the characters, but you don't know what's going on at all, but you love it. The perfect way to encompass how good Claudia Gray is at like character building and just fun characters 
is like low key the most surprising yet funny character of the whole story is Geode. <laughs> like that was I just loved the idea of Geode. Like it like the co-pilot is a rock, and everyone's just kind of like so. Uh, you you got a rock? Like oh yeah, that's Geode, and he's he's his steadfast silence really comforts me, and you know he he gave me this you know you know this calming look and you know his his calm resolve and it's just like i love how like it's this really different idea for a character that literally doesn't say anything the whole story just kind of pops in and out and it again that is where like i think you said it perfectly i think light of the jedi is a grander story it's a big scope of a story but into the dark has great character development for the characters and I would love to see how some of these characters like what what would Wreath Silas be like written by Charles Soule what would uh, you're going to have to help me on this one uh, 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 she's now in charge Avar of Chris. Starlight Beacon My Avar girl. Chris thank My you so much Avar. what what would I want to know what Avar Chris is like written by Claudia Gray and that's what I'm excited about is you can see how these threads are all are weaving together and you know it took me a moment again because i got lost the fact that like we again spoilers we know that wreath silas's master passes away because of uh light of the jedi and i and not like okay this is what this book did to me really when i first listened to light of the jedi i felt kind of lost i felt kind of like okay this is all over the place this is a lot of new stuff now that i have more confidence in this this new universe we're building i'm ready to go back and re-listen to it because i think there's a lot of details i'd miss and a lot of details i'm excited to to learn more about like um uh this this just popped into my head probably one of the most like i i feel like love stories kind of are hard to tell without feeling tropey but i appreciated this new version of it with not new version but like they're the fun way of from friends to enemies with uh wreath and non because that one stung a little bit when we learned that she was nihil and she's like yeah i'm gonna let you go and not kill you but i definitely would kill you if i could and like how she totally was you know pumping him for information and he was so excited to like tell him all about the jedi it's it i i'm excited to see how the nihil since they, they were not the main bad guys of the story they weren't they were more of an overarching cloud if it were of uh well they might be here but it's it's i'm i the more I listen to these books and read the material, the more excited I become about it because I was never super duper into the idea of the High Republic. Not that I didn't think it was a good idea. I thought it was a great idea. It's just not normally my speed. But I think when you get talented people to work on it, you can make awesome stuff. And we all know how talented Claudia Gray is. So, um, yeah, I mean, if I had, I think you summed it up perfectly though, where you said, oh, everything has to be a zero or a 10. And realistically, if I had to be ranking these on an out of 10 score, it, they would be very close. I feel like um, Light of the Jedi would be like a seven and, or, or a six or a seven, and Into the Dark would be like a seven or an eight. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to think if there was any, like, I'm trying to think of any, like, good. But Sam, why did you hate rap- the book? 
Why did you? You only gave it a seven or an eight. Why did you hate the book? What did you hate about it? No. Um, it, one of the things I do want to talk to you about, because it is something that I really love that this world is actually doing. You know, you talk about the one of the biggest things for me when it comes to the fall of Anakin Skywalker and stuff like that is the fact that he could not talk to the Jedi about his relationship with Padme. Right. One of the things that I love about this series so far is that literally every single Jedi has some form of romantic or romantic interest with someone, yet nobody's talking about it. And I love that because that's going to lead to something down the road. I know by the end of this High Republic experiment, leading down the road, something big is going to happen to either say, this is why we don't talk about it, or this is how bad the wound festers. So like, say, Avar and Man you know, they screw up the entire galaxy because she made a choice to save him over millions of people. Let's just say that. Then that's why no Jedi ever wants to talk about it or why the Jedi have firm, firm, firm beliefs. Or let's say that they don't act with through with it and, like, literally no Jedi ever talk about this romantic connection with other people and that wound is, like, a culture thing that nobody talks about. It's something that everybody does but nobody talks about and I I'm just I'm I'm excited to see where that goes because like literally every character has this weird connection you have wreath with Nam you have uh you have what's his name master Comac and uh sorry I'm losing her name on the list but the other Jedi they're like got this weird Omi oh no uh Jar Jareni Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Orla, sorry, Orla. And it's like, it's not really, they don't come out and say that it's completely romantic, but they hint that we have a special connection together. And like, there's this softness to each other that's very, like, it's not aggressive at all. Like, it doesn't flat out say it's a romantic connection, but you can kind of get the hint. And then when you have Avar Chris in Light of the Jedi and Master Man. I forget his first name, so I'm just going to call him Master Man because I forget. Um, and they have this relationship that's hinted on at the end. I just, like, wonder where that's going to go. And you, you talk about that, um, you know, what would Avar look like written by Claudia Gray? And I'll tell you, I would love to see Claudia Gray write Avar Chris. And I would love to see her right uh her and is it is it man am i getting that name right no it's it's it's, elzar man yes yes it's elzar Elzar man Man, yeah i would love to see where they go on a mission together and have to ride that line again of being close to each other versus not being close i would love for her to write avar chris and elzar like one one thing I'd like to add on to that that I think is really poignant and kind of the flip side of this. You know, you talked about how a lot of these characters are have these emotional entanglements with people on varying stages of of bond to romance. Um, you know, because I feel like not everything has to be about you know relationships. Like you know, again, like you said, strong connections. Um, I feel like on the flip side, one thing that's really fascinating and kind of poignant to really think about and you know, kind of look inward about is especially with Comic is processing grief 
And I, I, I find that really poignant because, you know, we, we live in such unique times. Uh, I mean, it's been weird. You know, grief is usually something that is done over time. You know, it, it involves community and, you know, we all have different ways we have to heal. And, you know, we have more than one instance of, of a moment where someone is tragically lost. Like Colmec had um, his master and then also Wreath has his master. They both lose like a, a parental um, figure. And then even for a bit, Wreath Silas loses his like equivalent of his master and then like his brother because it's... Um, uh, oh boy. See, when you listen to the audibles, I feel like I never can remember the names because I'm never looking at them. Um, <coughs> it's Des Ryan. Uh, excuse me. Des Ryan. Des, Des Ryan Ed. Thank you. See, bleh. everyone probably thinks I'm an idiot. No, I uh, actually got the list yeah, this time we... because the last time we reviewed Light of the Jedi, we were like, uh, 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 <laughs> that <laughs> loading great storm. So I actually have a list. So I'm just constantly going. You're much with it. smarter than me. I, I do what I can. Uh, I'm on cold. Yeah. I'm, I'm hooked on drugs. Um, but with, like, with losing Des and his master, you know. And how he was just supposed to kind of like be chill. You know, that really struck me because, you know, we're, I know just, you know, speaking personally, you know, it was a weird year. I, I had a friend tragically die unexpectedly. He, he unfortunately, he drowned. Um, my grandmother passed away. And it was just a weird year of how do you process grief kind of, not alone, but like without your your community because we're, we were having to quarantine, try to be safe as we could. Um, and just what's the healthiest way to do that and, and feel these feelings? And so much of them is like, oh, you should you know be relieved. You know, she's there one with the force. And I think it's a really beautiful and interesting question that's brought up um, in this because it's like, it's not it's it's the opposite question of love is not only how do you deal with feelings of attachment but of feelings of loss and i am excited to see how they keep building with this because these are all things that are so intrinsic to star wars um and that i don't want to say go unanswered but you see how the like with anakin especially how the extremes of these things are very toxic and bad when not dealt with correctly so I really feel like we're just at the beginning. We're we're three books in. Uh, I've not listened to what's the third book, Zach? You you have listened to it, right? Test of Courage. I got mostly through <laughs> it, and I've heard that uh, Brandon has said that it's gotten really good at the end. Uh, it's just it it is not my. I'm not the demographic, so I'll probably finish it. But right. I'm not the demographic. It's a very small, contained story. Again, good. But I'm not the demographic. Right. But, 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 you know, we're still early days. And I really believe that they've done this right. For we're going to build a universe. We need to all be on the same page. I'm not saying that they're limited in scope, but they need to be united in direction. And so far, with only three big books out, fine. Two, if you want to talk about more adult, teen, you know, teen adult books, whatever. Um, I am excited to see where they keep going with this because so much of what we used to complain about in the um, in the in early new canon was how okay where does this where does this go how does this pay off how do I understand that what I'm learning about is actually important 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 to learn about and with only two books in so far for me 
I'm pretty excited to see how they keep building on this. But you're you're absolutely right on the fact of um that they've they've set a lot of groundwork and I'm excited to how see how they build it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, again, one of the most exciting things about the High Republic is this story that we have no idea how any of it's going down for the first time. We have no hints. Now, before we wrap up and get out of here, uh, you did make a comment, and I think this is one of the, the the coolest parts about the High Republic. You said, you know, there's a Sith Lord out there. There's a Sith Lord out there. Nobody knows he's out there, according to what we know based on the timeline. You know, Sith have been gone for a millennia, you know, whatever. There, But there is a Sith out there. Like, we know that there is. That's the most fascinating thing about, one, the High Republic is there's all this stuff going on with the Nile. I don't necessarily need a Sith in the High Republic, but the the show The Acolyte, that's why that really stands out to me because I have a feeling, you know, obviously the Jedi will not know about the Sith, or at least the Jedi Order will not know about the Sith until Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan run into one. Now, this Sith Lord could run into Jedi and kill them, or, you know, they, they could have reasons to not say anything. I don't know. But that's what's so fascinating about this Acolyte show is it's set in a time where the Sith have not revealed themselves, but presumably it's about a Sith Lord and that rise to power. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the slow rise into the Ascension. I think that's the greatest part. The the Old Republic has these things. Absolutely. You know, um, this is kind of an aside, but I've been meaning to bring this up to you. Back on the old Sith talk... In the old Sith talk days, in in the previous iteration, we we did a thing that we called uh, "Son of a Pitch" or "Sith of a Pitch," where we would pitch movie ideas or show ideas. And I think one of these shows we should get maybe Miu, Lindsay, Miu, Brandon. We should do another one, but we should all come up with stories that we think would fit and would be interesting to play with in the High Republic. Um, cause I have some ideas cause like already listening to this and like imagining what, a, a, how, how already different this Jedi order is and how different this universe is. There's a lot of new fun avenues to play with. So that's just an aside. I'm tossing that out there. If, if you listening at home think that sounds like a lot of fun, let us know. Uh, we used to do that and I'd love to try it again, but, um, it's, it's been, it's been enjoyable to listen to. I've li- it, it's one of those things where every time I've started one of these books, I've kind of had to like warm up to it. But once once I feel it, it's easy to get through. So again, if I know we've kind of spoiled some things, but if you're on the fence about listening or getting into uh, the High Republic books, I highly recommend it. I think this is a fun new universe that we're really diving into. Again, if you're not a big reader, Audible's really cool and super easy so i super recommend you do that because i love holly they they're they're great um again seriously i guess i've never thought about this if some people think that audibles are just a, a person reading uh they do a great job where um you know, say you're in hyperspace, they'll, they'll do, they, they have a lot of fun with playing like, you know, the ships kind of idly humming and the correct sounds of like laser fire and lightsabers clashing and, and, and ambient noise. It's a great experience. So if, if you've never done that before, I super recommend 
Uh, give Audible a try. And Claudia Gray is one of my absolute favorite authors. So listen to one of her books. And I would also like to recommend for those, you know, comics to these days, even with Star Wars fans, everybody's struggling with comic books. Uh, the hardcore fans that even read the books, they struggle with the comics. And, you know, I just want to say that, you know, we talked about how exciting it was uh, when you kind of learn real quickly and try and piece together, wait, doesn't Wreath's Master die? Where do I know this name from? Oh, he's going to die during these events. Oh, he did. He did. There's, you know, an excitement in being in this small world where everything's connected. But the comics has a lot of really good characters in it, too. Right now, there's two issues of The High Republic. I talked to the arti- our artist, Ario and Nito. And there is a young adult uh, comic going on right now that has one issue. And the fun thing about the High Republic comics is there's a Transdotion, 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 Trandosian. Trandosian, Trandosian, Jedi named Skier, and he's this big hulk of a man. And in light of the Jedi, spoiler alert, he gets his arm like cut off in the shrapnel of being in space, and this story picks up after he loses his arm don't worry it'll grow back because he's Trandosian but he literally is like in this comic fighting with one hand with a lightsaber and the other one is just no arm and he's so awesome so there's a lot of fun stuff there too that you guys should check out all right everybody well you have been listening to Sith Talk on the Clashing Sabers Network. And uh, where can you find us? Well, we have a lot of different places you can find us. I mean, obviously, there is the Facebook group. So if you search uh, Clashing Sabers, uh, there's a big, fun discussion group there. There's ClashingSabers.net. There is also our Instagram and Twitter for both Sith Talk and Clashing Sabers. You can go follow all of the different hosts and the different things that we do. I'm at least in my own personal aspects, not that active in social media right now, but I do a lot for uh, Great Lakes Sim Racing. You should go totally follow that um, every Wednesday night at nine o'clock EST. Uh, We do... uh, NASCAR truck racing. We're also starting a road racing series soon on Tuesday nights. So that's really what I've been active in in my life since I can't go anywhere or do anything other than work. Uh, Zach, what about you? You can find me on Instagram at SithTalker25, talking all things working out, comics, uh, anything that I'm watching lately. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I also help run the Clashing Sabers Instagram and also the sith talk instagram so if you want a little bit of workout motivation check it out actually i have to add one more thing to that i'm talking all things comic books working out and smoking meats and before i get out of here guys i'll just say hashtag smoke meats not meth this is a good thing to say I, I forgot to add uh please be sure to join our patreon to support our literacy nonprofit that gets star wars books into uh classrooms 100 of your donations go directly towards buying and sending books and we actually had a awesome turnout for our uh return of the reader uh we got like over uh like like 1500 bucks i think donated something like that it was a lot so you guys were awesome with that prizes will be going out so we love you all very much thank you thank you thank you for supporting us in that i'm i'm overjoyed that we did such a great job so zach 
May the force be with you. Always. Hey, looks like you're done talking, Sith. Who? Oh, Scion, the bartender. Yeah, he's gone down a couple levels. You're gonna venture down there? Well, there's a few things you should know before you go. Sith Talk, all the Clashing Sabers Network, they ain't associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All these licensed sounds and whatnot all belong to whoever the hell they belong to. We just use them here for entertainment and educational purposes. Look, if you're unsure about something or have questions about what's what, email us at clashingsabersnetwork at gmail.com. And hey, on your way out, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Word of mouth is how people find out about this place. Now, get out of the way, I got paying customers to get you. Jedi business, go back to your drinks.